This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's up, guys? My name's Spencer Cornelia, and so far this podcast has made $95,726, so make sure to watch it five times so we can get over that 100 k mark. Wow. Wow, that was incredible. That Love was it. such a great Thanks. intro. So just to intro who you are, Spencer Cornelia, you are a house hacking legend. You also have an amazing YouTube channel that's been doing really well lately and uh, old software developer back in the day. I have an interesting backstory, but yeah, man, yeah, yeah. house hacking's killing it right now and YouTube's blowing up. So thanks for having me. Definitely. I've noticed on YouTube, you've been, uh, well, I think you start where I found your channel was the uh, authentic or charlatan. I did one on you. Yeah. I remember that video you yeah. did on me. So you would basically take somebody online uh, who maybe people would, would question and really go through a deep dive and, and analyze, are they being authentic or are they being like a fake guru? And I think lately, it seems like this last like eight months has really taken off for the whole, like the fake guru industry is that a thing agreed i have had the sense for a long time that a lot of what i've seen was not really what it is yeah i'm come from a very fortunate position in life my family does pretty well and so i've been around money in my life and been very fortunate for that and so i've seen what real wealth looks like but i look at online and these guys are flashy they got the sports cars i'm gonna teach you how to get rich (laughs) buy my course and teach you how to get rich and so i've always felt like there was something missing and that series was simple there was no other reason than let me just get an objective look at people who are popular on social media. Let me give them a fair shake. Yeah. And let me see, because I've, I've, I run a meetup here in Las Vegas for real estate investors, and a lot of people were coming, and they were following the wrong people, or they were following Fortune Builders, which is a big business and one of these expensive seminars. And I just wanted to do something where I say, hey, let me look into the background of these people and figure out if, if they should be someone you follow or someone you're not. And then that was all. It wasn't so much about like ruining reputation or anything. And you obviously were a big name, and I felt like you were a good voice in the real estate space. So I did a couple episodes that were probably a little more negative, Mm -hmm. and then I wanted to do one where I kind of painted you in a a good light. Yeah. The thing is, though, negativity definitely gets the clicks. Nobody wants to hear authentic or charlatan. Oh, he's authentic. Oh, we knew that. They want to hear, like, he's a charlatan. My audience wants blood. They do. And so it's... uh, Here's the thing. I don't just think it's your audience. I just think it's people in general would rather hear so, something a little bit negative. It just it suppose, gets them. It what, get, are, what are we not seeing? Exactly. What they're not telling you. That used to be <laughs> that used to be a big thing. See, when I the first title. started making YouTube, it was all about exposed. If you put exposed in the title, this is like four years ago, the video would blow up. Yeah. Grant Cardone exposed. Dave Ramsey exposed. And all of them. It gets clickbaity yeah. if you aren't delivering. And that's why I try to do my best because I do know there's some titles where I'm like, oh, that's a sexy title and oh, I know it'll get views. But yeah. I think it's a little not fair for the person I'm speaking about. Sure. So there is a fine line for sure on YouTube. Yeah. So how do you pick people as a target or like as a subject? At this not point, a target, a subject. Yeah, subject. At this subject. point, a lot of people are, I've reached a point now where a lot of people reach out and they say, hey man, you really need to cover this guy. So I'm over here watching like sports highlights and then yeah. uh, uh, thankfully for my audience, thank you so much for reaching out for those of you who do send messages. So that's generally now is how I, uh, I see it. But I'm also, I'm on YouTube all the time. This yeah. is truly all I do. I'm like a YouTube addict. Yep. Even in my free time, I'm in the culture. You know, I'm seeing what's going on. What, what are people talking about? What videos are getting made? 
and I'm doing it for my own. Yeah. You know, you I'm sure you do it where you see what thumbnails are working. What, oh, totally. what titles are working? Yeah. Are, are there colors in the images? What text? Where's the text located? So you made an authentic or ch- or charlatan video with Graham as, as the main subject. By yeah. the way, it was one of now, my favorite videos to make. If you remember, really, I told yeah. your story backwards. Do you remember that? I, I listen. I, I know I've seen it's that video multiple ago. times. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, years yeah, yeah. ago. I, just, it was I don't super remember. Dope yeah. Because I felt like your story was more interesting. It's like, oh, Graham started YouTube, this, this, that, and now he's doing successful. I think it's some people it's more interesting to stay. Here's where he's at today. Yeah. Let's tell the story backwards. There's a that's movie cool. called Memento. Yeah. That's amazing. That does that. Cool. So what was the verdict? Was he authentic or was he a charlatan? Charlatan. <laughs> and if he, if he was authentic, what were the, what were the, like the core pieces of information that you used to determine that he was authentic? Was there anything working against him that was charlatan-esque? Wow. I actually yeah, have I a question that, for you. Yeah. Have you ever felt like a charlatan? No. Never. No. Good. Yeah. Uh, so for Graham specifically, does he do real estate? Boom. He's got verifiable success. He shares it. Um, and then also with YouTube, that's clear as day. We can see the numbers. You also shared your numbers, so we know the income. Or we, mm-hmm. we did before he stopped making those videos. Oh gosh, you know what? It got to a point <laughs> where like it's it sounds it sounds so arrogant to say, but the numbers have gotten too high to make Understood. it like. And then it's like you're showing these numbers, like these these high numbers every like six months. I just can't do it. I told Jack the last one I did was like uh, how much I make with three million subscribers, and I was like, "This is the last one I want to make." Understood. Even then, I didn't want to do that. I was out of ideas, and I'm like, "Well, this, this is uh, this is my last one, so I may as well just go out with a lot of my videos." Yeah. The goal is awareness. Now, a lot of my mm. videos aren't so much. I don't really attack the person. I'm not trying to like ruin people's careers. It was all about here's just the here's the strategies they use so for instance i have done recent videos on instagram and how people can growth hack on instagram it's not so much to ruin people or expose them it's more of here's what you are seeing on instagram here's why these people who we can't tell if they're real or not they have a million followers out of nowhere zero to a million in a year so i i do a part of expose but also i want to educate that way you're more aware on the platform i think right now social media is like the wild west i think there's so much bad with it course we can also talk about the good but there's also a lot of bad right now yeah let's talk about the negative first we want the negative what are some of the red flags that you look for you know what's funny is a lot of them are so obvious right <laughs> they are they, they it's, come uh, out i did a I guy know, recently yeah. who did uh, who does sports betting right and he talks about i've won 24 of the last 25 days i track him for nine days verifiably loser <laughs> I, tra- <laughs> yeah, I have i have my source has been tracking him for another few days verifiable loser comes on instagram yelling in this phone 24 of the last 25 days sign up for my package i guarantee i'll help you make money but like, he was just so outright easy. lying because yeah. you were taking you were paying for his calls and yeah, he said, my do this, was. do this, do this. Oh, your source was. Yeah. And then he was just lying. Yeah. About so this results. is general. And then, of course, yeah. the stock market. You would never, if you, if I put money into, some, let's say you're a real estate, uh, you're raising money. Yeah. If I put money into the Graham Stephan Capital Fund, you would never come out and say, Spencer, I can guarantee I'll make 30% return. You would never do that, mm-hmm. right? Because you're ethical. And you just understand that's not. Right. We, we abide by a certain code of ethics and morals. And a lot of these guys they need the money from social media. And this mm-hmm. is where the trick comes in, where if you have a real estate company, you've got a real business, YouTube, you can get by with not making much. A lot of these guys' business is YouTube. So that's why they promote so heavy because they, their courses are their only source of income. So if you come at them, you're, you're potentially drying up their yeah. only source of income. But, but let's say this, okay? Let's say that I found a way to make $1,000 a month on Amazon. Okay. And uh, I, I could replicate that success with other people. I could teach that. But I'm making a million dollars a month teaching people how to do that. What is your thoughts on that? Is is that wrong to do? Because technically, if you're teaching other people how to do a small amount, it's just teaching is scalable. Sure. I focus a lot on the claims 
if you came out and said, I make a million dollars a month and I'm going to show you how to do it, but you've never done it. To me, that's where you get into that mm-hmm. line of charlatan. Mm-hmm. But if you are very transparent and say, this is the method I use, I've been making, here's my tr- tracking, right? I've got a paper right here for all of my, yeah. my income from my house hack. I can show how much money I make, how much I spend. And if you show that, and then it just so happens that enough people buy where you're making more, I personally don't have a problem with that. As, okay. as long as, and let's be real, you're not taking advantage of others too. That's another aspect of this where some of the course sellers, I won't name names, but some of them are totally cool taking someone's last thousand. They have a thousand fifty in their account. Their course costs a thousand. They'll take that money all day long. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've seen some where they tell you to open up a credit card. Oh, like, we could talk about the seminar business if you want to get into super let's hear it. shady yeah, let's real hear it. estate. Yeah. One of my least favorite people. They he's in a part of a lawsuit, so this is public. The seminar business is one of the worst in real estate, and you'll appreciate this because mm-hmm. you're a real estate investor. And they get people in for the free event. They all it is is hype, 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 hype. I'm going to teach you how to make so much money in real estate with my proven system, six mm-hmm. figures in three months. And then on the weekend seminar, they barely teach you anything. You can go on bigger pockets on a couple podcasts and learn what they teach. Then they upsell you into their mastermind. Well, the reason why you won't ever find the mastermind price online, you want to know why? Hey, Graham, call your credit card company. It's it, you know We'll see how much you can afford. Say you're going to start making $200,000 next year. Because with our proven strategy, mm-hmm. you're going to start making 200000 So call your credit card company. Oh, you got $28,000 approved? Well, it's 25000 for the course. Me, I got 50000 a credit card limit. It's 45000 for me. So it's di- it varies how, in price. Varies. How do you know this? How it's do in you... lawsuits. And it's, it's shared. If you really research this, you'll see it. So people are saying that they've paid different varying amounts for the same thing yeah. based on their credit cards. Yeah, there's even a video on YouTube where someone goes undercover and sees some of these shady practices and lying to credit yeah. card companies. It's a shady yeah. businessman. Wait, wait, wait. It's, so it's I don't ugly business. So, so who... So, so they go in and they call someone else's credit card company. I get you to call yours. Oh, and, and say, because they'll usually ask how much money are you making? Well, you right. might be making $25,000 a year, but with my proven system, you're going to start making 225000 right? So to a credit card company, if you can claim that, wow. they might give a higher limit. Oh, yeah. So this is, this is something that, that American Express has recently started cracking down on because Good. they had an issue with COVID that a lot of people had overstated their income to get higher credit limits. And American Express saw that as more liability. I think same with Chase. And so they lowered credit lines or uh, they requested your um, tax return. There's a little thing there that says that if you want this credit limit we have, we have the right to request a copy of your tax return to verify you make what you said you make. Tony, man, there's so many dirty business practices in this world on social media. Social media driven is when I say social media. A lot of their audience comes from the promotion of their brand on social media. That's interesting. Wow. So who's going to regulate that? It's a great question, man. CoffeeZilla and I are a good start, right? (laughs) Yeah. I've reached out to the FTC numerous times. They've never contacted me again. I've never contacted me, period. Yeah. Now, I have a feeling the FTC is looking at, like, the big fish. Here's and what's even, depressing. Yeah. I make, I'm probably going to make $250,000 this year. Doing pretty well in life, right? Some of these guys make $500,000, a million. We're nothing. Yeah. Nothing compared to some of the scams out there in the world. I did a video on online dating scams, and I started researching it, and some guy was like, yeah, this girl's taken, we found that she took $40 million or something. You start thinking of the scams out there. We're talking 40 million, 100 million. Some of these bitcoins, it's like $600 million yeah, right, scam. Right. Well, if you have limited resources, what are you going to go after? You're going to go after some guy who's like, I can teach you how to make a million. I've made a little money on e-com. I'm going to teach you how to make a million. Right. Or real scams. Now, I, I use the word scam. I try to use it as infrequently as possible. Yes. Because someone calling your grandma and scamming her, that's a scam. Someone selling you a little more than what it's worth. That's, yeah. 
It's a gray line. Yeah. Part of me believes it, it's hard to regulate because how much do you prove is on the person with these claims versus the work ethic of the person who right. signs up? Because I guarantee you, you put someone uh, who's like so motivated, like a, like a 19-year-old kid who's like, I'm just going to do whatever it takes. I got a $15,000 credit line. Don't care. I'm going to make it work. And that kid does versus someone else who's like trying to keep, you know, jump from one thing to another from another. It's like, oh, I got 30K. Let me spend that. Oh, it's not working this month. I'm going to leave. How do they, it's like to go through all of those claims, it's uh big part of my be, Authentic or Charlatan series yeah. was I wanted to, I think it's very important what guru you follow mm-hmm. because most information, if you want to buy a rental property, a lot of it's pretty similar guru to guru, but I do think there is going to, there are going to be differences when you follow. So that was my goal is just bring awareness. Is this guy real? Does he actually do real estate or does he do e-commerce or does he not? Because that's going to matter on the course side, but yeah. then this ugly area of, how much responsibility do you put on the student? Because I for sure am in that ballpark where yeah. I do think if you if you buy a course, I can't really go after someone if you buy the course and you don't put in any work, right? That's that's on you. Yeah. It's the unfortunate nature of the yeah. course business. And, and I think the reality to a lot of people just in general, whether they buy a course or not, are just very few people really will follow through with it, whether or not they spend a hundred bucks or five hundred bucks or a thousand dollars. And uh uh, I do think there is some level of responsibility for the person buying it to, first of all, verify what they're buying is legitimate, believe in what they're doing, and I think just knowing how to be self-sufficient enough to kind of fill in the gaps. Because I think uh, it, it can be good to get you in the door, get you thinking about some stuff, but then beyond a certain point, if you get if you get stuck, it's like, oh, I got stuck, let me quit. Here's my only yeah. clap back to that, sure, yeah, right? Let's hear it. So if, I, if I'm selling a course on how to, how to get started on YouTube and I sell it, it's going to be incredibly difficult. You're probably going to need to have this much money to start for camera work, all that stuff. Uh, and this is the timeline, right? It's mm-hmm. going to take you possibly up to three years to get your first 1,000 subscribers. I have nothing, no problem with selling that. Mm-hmm. The problem becomes when you are selling, I'm going to teach you how to be a millionaire. I saw one guru teaching, I'm going to 100x your subscribers in 12 months. You can't promise that, right? Yeah, I mean, you know YouTube. Come on, yeah. there's there's some there's some difficulties with growing that fast. I mean, it's not everyone can do it. First, I want to thank our sponsor, Upstart. If any of you guys have ever experienced credit card debt or high interest debt, it can feel like it's never ending. Jack, I know exactly what that feels like. I had some credit card debt myself, but the first step to being financially free is paying that credit card debt off. I know I've done it myself, and I think if I've done it, I think you guys can too. And that's exactly why we want to tell you guys about our sponsor today, Upstart. Upstart is a way that you can consolidate all of your high interest debts into one low monthly payment and the best part is it's all online and upstart knows you're more than just a credit score they actually consider your employment and your income to find you a smarter rate on your loan and if you have just five minutes you can check your rate up front if it's a loan between one thousand and fifty thousand dollars and you get your funds as quick as the next business day now that's speedy Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments when you go to upstart.com slash ICH. That's upstart.com slash ICH. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined from your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash ICH. Thank you so much, Upstart, for sponsoring this episode, and back to the podcast. So the problem lies in the marketing, right? If you're funneling people who shouldn't be buying. So where I come in... A lot of my content revolves around the lack of disqualifiers, right? You should not buy this if you if you don't want to work on weekends, you shouldn't buy. If you only have $1,000 in your bank account, please do not buy. That's where I think the ethics start to come in. Ethics is a little subjective, yeah. right? That's where sure. it kind of I'm exists. curious. I want to put you on the spot. What sure. do you think of my YouTube Creator Academy program? Be honest. I haven't gone through it. Okay. I have not gone through the course. Okay. 
But with that said, I've heard good things. I do know that our friend Ryan, our friend Ryan went through it and he's made seven figures on, on YouTube. Well, you also don't promote. So link down of, below in the description. <laughs> if you said anything bad, I'll be like, all right, all right, fine. Link but, down below. But in the, the description. But the thing is, you I'm don't kidding, you yeah. don't really promote yeah. it hard, yeah, right? I, don't. It, I, I would have do. a problem. Okay, let's say. So here's a good example. You have the same information, course A and course B, exact same information. But in the funnel, in course A, you're promoting as guaranteed way to make a million. You know, I sh- mm-hmm. I've shown videos on how much money I make. I can guarantee you'll get there for course A. But course B, you just say, here's the course. If you want to get started on YouTube. You can buy it if you want. Mm-hmm. Can you see that there's pretty clear difference, yeah. right? Even though it's the same material. You have to do that, though. Uh, I think that's just that's just what's required. Because think of it this way. When, when I first started making YouTube videos, when I looked on YouTube for financial advice or just financial videos, you'd go on there and it would be like a title, How to Start a Roth IRA. Or why you need a Roth IRA. Like, those would be the titles. Mm-hmm. I switched my title to... Uh, how to be a tax-free millionaire by 60. You have to do that because otherwise the people who need to see that wouldn't see it because they don't know what a Roth IRA is. They want to know tax-free millionaire. How do I Roth IRA? So I think some of that is just is required. You, you have to sprinkle a little bit of sugar on it because it attracts the people who otherwise would have overlooked it because they don't know what to look for. Yeah, marketing sugar guarantees are you guaranteeing anything that's usually the best start yeah there's nothing wrong with marketing a product look i'm i understand business <clears throat> excuse me yeah but there is a line though i think we can agree and i, I yeah, know yeah, you, yeah. you don't cross I, listen, it so. I, th- I think yeah. we agree on it. i'm just uh yeah. i'm just giving some counterpoints that's all yeah but i think overall we agree on the same things yeah i'm not anti-course by the way which is generally i think a lot of my fans think i'm anti-course i'm not i think there are a lot of courses out there that could really help people Honestly, I struggled on YouTube for five years. Had I gone through your course earlier and condensed, you know, what's the value of cutting some a success from zero to five years from yeah. zero to three years? Yeah. Right? You know what? You should you should go through it if you want to. If you yeah. want to go through it. Um, I actually should add yeah. that I was thinking of doing a mentorship for YouTube and someone reached out with notes on your program. So that's oh, why cool. I, I have seen notes and it, I, I saw it and I was like, this is this is solid. Okay. I was about to say if you uh, if you go through it and you don't like it, well, well, it doesn't matter. I don't I don't want to make this a plug. For that. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> we'll, what would be, we'll if refund you? Don't, you like and, it, don't mention. Yeah. It. What, what would be really? We'll interesting? refund you in twenty one days if you don't like it down below in the description. No, I'm kidding. What would be really interesting though? A question to ask to put you on the spot yeah. is: Do you feel like you would ever withhold information for a course? Uh, there are a few things that I think yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I don't think there's anything big. Like I'll tell you, I think our thumbnail strategies change so often. Right. So I would say that information, what's in the course right now, works. Tried and true. But gosh, I have to say, with thumbnails lately, with Jack and I, it changes every like three to four weeks. Here's my so for me to yeah yeah against course creators is that I personally believe that success comes from mentorship and constant. I do know you. Do you still have the monthly mentorship? I do. I've heard good things, and I think that is a better strategy, especially with YouTube growth on YouTube. How valuable would it be if I sat here and showed you a couple of thumbnails and you said, A, B, and C, change those thumbnails, just do this one little thing. Like, that's insanely valuable, right? It's, but you can't put that in a course. Uh, you yeah. can get that in the mentorship. You can. Yeah. The mentorship is down below in the description. <laughs> but uh, I think yeah. overall, um, for for as far as like with withholding information, there's other things like, uh, I, I'm not going to mention what it is, but you mentioned something to me really interesting. And I wouldn't put that in a course. Yeah. Uh, but it's also not tested. Right. So there, these, there's a lot of things out there that I believe could work, but I but I don't believe it enough to be able to talk about it and put it like in a program for everyone to see when it's like may or may not work. I haven't tried it long enough. Thumbnails change so frequently. Do you believe YouTube um, is an art or science? 
Uh, it's got to be both. I feel like it ha- it has to be both. It has to be fifty fifty because it, and it, and it's it sucks because like you could have the perfect video, yeah. but if you don't know what to title and thumbnail it, nobody watches it. So it's like I really believe title first, then thumbnails equally as important, and then the content second. So agreed. Yeah, I think it's never ending. And go back to the course part. That's why is it's always evolving. So you can't really put like what I'm doing now on YouTube is different than I did six months ago, which is different than twelve months ago. How do you put that in a course? Do you constantly update it? And plus, my I think, content yeah. is different from yours. So my yeah. thumbnail is what works for me. I might have a, the same click-through rate than you do. Yeah. Totally different look. Yeah. And I, well, here's, here's what I think. I think the strategies to get from zero to, let's say, 10,000. Zero to, really, th- there's not a lot of difference between 10 and 50,000 in terms of strategy. I think to get from zero to 10, let's just call it zero to 50, is pretty much this is going to be the same for 85% of people. So my my program at least really describes from starting from nothing to get to that point. We're at least starting once to make you get some the money. momentum. You're good. But I would say once you get above fifty to hundred thousand subscribers, that's where there's like you you got to start testing what works for your audience. That's what's hard to put in a program. You just you there's you no can't. one size fits all. Right. There's some thumbnails but, I look at. I'm like, oh, that's awful. One point eight million views. Channel yeah. four hundred thousand subs, and you're like, yeah, how? Yeah. But I got to say, from zero to ten thousand, I think it's just the like the the main few points it's just like you got to upload consistently good content good title thumbnail you got to rank for seo and you just got to get enough from youtube search to get some data on on your channel that it could then recommend it so i think just in terms of growing like that that works pretty universally have you ever had any issues with them like reaching out to you you made a video on them and they're like hey take that down or like they they want to rebuke those claims where do you want to start <laughs> and you want to start with a lawsuit That's... or the other day when a fake guru called me out of nowhere let's start with the lawsuit first. okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting sued right now um by a guru he uh, i made a video on him i had a guest on to speak about this guru a first-hand experience a former co-worker with this Guru. I'm getting sued and my lawyer's $20,000 retainer fee. There's already been work being done. Uh, we're going to file a motion to dismiss for anti-slap. It's absolutely a frivolous lawsuit, mm-hmm. but it is the unfortunate part of this business. CoffeeZilla called me the other day. He was wanting to chat about it. He has insurance, lawsuit insurance yeah. Yeah. to cover him, which I didn't. I don't make videos that I was worried about lawsuits, ironically enough. It was the one where I had a guest on and we spoke about someone. So that's unfor- an unfortunate yeah. side of what I do. So yeah, media insurance is extremely expensive, Jack. So if you guys want to pay for this yourselves, I pay over $1,000 a month just so that if something happens that I am partially covered. It's a big deal. And the thing is, you don't even need to say anything wrong. You could say all the right things and someone will go, oh, I don't like that. You said that bad? That's no, that's naughty. Jack's bad. laughing because <laughs> no, he hasn't I, seen, the, he has not seen no, just I, the, the threats and 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 just the issues that you have when you when you open yourself up to a possibility of a lawsuit. You've received gosh, these, is what you're saying. What's up? You've re- you're receiving these? No, no threats. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah threats. You've received threats. Yeah, thankfully nothing has ever happened. Interesting. But yeah, thankfully nothing. You're, is... you're pretty political. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why I, I, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna guys. I'm gonna convince him. We got to get you on the side. You know, when you see something no, shady, no, you're gonna call no, him no, out. No, 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 no. Listen, I. <laughs> I'm not going to. I I stick with with just myself, but uh, but I do speak less about people, but with companies. Oh, so right, so it's right. not like I'm calling out like, oh, Joe's over there. But I've said negative things about certain companies, and right. I've had those companies and reach got much out deeper pockets, right? And so like I'm not going to risk it. I don't think it's a. It, it's very serious, and I've seen yeah. also what it's done to to Kevin. 
I've seen what what Kevin would do. Now, yeah, Kev- but Kevin hasn't stopped. That's the point. I mean, it's worth did. it for him for full transparency and all of that. He stuff did stop. To, he still pushes he, it a little bit. Obviously, no, the one thing that the, the, the things that he did to get sued were very extreme. So Agreed. He, he, yeah. t- he toned it back a little bit, but I don't think that we would get to that extent. Obviously, it would be a higher risk if we were to be full, like, like talk about the certain things and, and yeah. say people's names and stuff like that. It would be higher risk. But at the same point, I think just for transparency's sake and for the quality of the, like, like that's the stuff that if I was a viewer, I know for a fact I would want to know that stuff. It just sounds exciting. No, so in my my philosophy is you stick with with yourself. In my top, opinion, yeah. if it's public record, I think we should be okay to exactly. talk about. Exactly. Yeah. It. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna take a risk. You serious. have a lot more to lose than yeah. I do, and plus, it's not really your brand. Whereas it's my brand. Like, there's gonna right. be a rally when I win this. This guy's there's gonna be videos about this. I know a lot more than he wants me to know. Right. I'll leave it at that. Right. Uh, there's a lot of shady stuff, and yeah. so um, I have reached out to him and told him I'd sign an NDA. Messaged him on a DM on Instagram and just said, hey, before we get lawyers involved, I'll sign an NDA. I understand why you're mad. No no hurt feelings. I totally understand. Guess what happened? It was an automated message. Do you want to sign up for my real estate? Oh, <laughs> my wow. business mastery. Yes. My stock market mastery. And I was like, really? So my next message was, please send this to the guru. And uh, it's regarding our lawsuit. Blocked. Wow. All right. You want to play that? I was going to be nice. Yeah. And now you're going to. Now yeah. we'll have fun with it. My lawyer is really strong. I've got but enough how much money is, to pay. How much is that going to cost? I, I don't know if you no, want to no, say that. Or yeah, not. oh yeah, I can talk about it. Twenty thousand for a retainer. I'm already about probably six grand, maybe ten grand into it, on, on top of the retainer. Now the retainer will come back to me when the case is closed, but this could get forty, fifty grand, which for me that's that's a huge hit. That's money I'd much rather invest. Here's the thing: you're dealing with somebody else who who is litigious, very who can continue to drag this out and bleed you dry of money. I've Correct. seen this happen to other people. You are you are taking the risk right now that it might not be twenty grand. It could be fifty with the potential to drag on for two years. You're absolutely and you're right. like twenty k, twenty k, twenty k, twenty. And the deeper you dig on this, the more you're invested, the harder it's going to be to pull out, and that money doesn't come back. And then I don't know, man. I I've seen too many cases of people not collecting on this know, or man. throwing good money after bad. The good thing is I do have a platform. That's my leverage. I can talk yeah. about it. Hey man, there's been a H three H three had a had, yep, if you that was that, huge for him. That they was, uh, they basically ended that guy's career, I think. Yeah, back then. Yeah, and he yeah, also yeah. that was a net benefit for H three H three. Right. Overall, because also you got the fair use thing out right. of that. So the whole fair use precedent, you know, combined with the content that you know Ethan H three H three got out of this this whole thing. I mean, it's net benefit. Huge. Right. Net so that's benefit. what I'm hoping for. Yeah. There, there's gonna be a cost. I'm also not as tied to money like I used to be. I'm okay, man. As long as I roof on my head, I got opportunity. Pretty Filipinas out there, then I've got plenty of opportunity to live a good life. Yeah, man. <laughs> that, way, that came out of left field. I'm like, okay, roof on my head, food, food, water, pretty Filipina. All right. <laughs> hey, we've okay. got to tell jokes on the podcast. Right? Light, lighten the mood a little yeah, bit. There you go. We're talking about right. lawsuits. Come on, we've got to throw some humor in there. Okay. Who was the other one who, who called you and Yes, I made a video about a sports betting guru. He made claims of buying a $4 million house in Las Vegas, which he probably didn't know I was a realtor. Made it a little easier to search for this information. And he made a lot of claims about how much money he made. Made a video about him. One day, ring, ring, about 8 p.m. Hello? Hey, what's up, man? Hey, who is this? Hey, what's up? It's the person I made a video about. Oh, hey, how'd you get my number? How's it going? Talked about the video. He was very respectful. Nothing, Nothing ugly or anything. And after about 10 minutes, he was a little upset about the video. But he's like, I'm going to dinner. I'll hit you back. Nothing happens. 30 minutes later, text me my address. I was like, oh, yeah, that's where I live. Send it to lawyers mm-hmm. just to alert them. 
And uh, then about two weeks later, I'm sitting at the gym. I get another call from a 702 number. I answer it. It's someone talking about the video. Hey, what can we do to get the video taken down? Well, this sounds like uh, a bribe to me. Is that what this is? Is this a threat? No, no, man, this isn't a threat. Okay, what's your relation to the person who made the video? Oh, I'm just a guy behind the scenes. I just do little things here and there. I was like, this sounds like a threat to me. Yeah. Uh, I will alert the lawyers if, if you do anything silly. So please watch your words carefully. And he just goes, no, man, no, no, we're cool. Just, you know, you're a businessman, right? How much is it going to take to, you know, what's it going to take to get the video taken down? I was like, I can't be bought. He's, and then he kept going. He, once he realized I couldn't be bought, I think it threw him off because he's got no leverage. I've, I caught this guy. He's, he's a, a fake guru. And uh, he's got no leverage. Anyway, so after at about the 11 minute mark, I say, look, man, I was waiting for him to say something really stupid yeah, yeah. because then I can go, OK, now I got something. He but you never record me. the phone call. Can I you? couldn't. No, I don't know how. But also in Las Vegas, you'd have to have two party consent. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I say, hey, I've got one minute left. Phone gets handed over to the fake guru. Hey, what's up, man? It's so and so. I was like, oh, you were listening the whole time. And he starts yelling at me. Says, I don't know why you're doing you're, what you're doing is weird, man. It's not cool. Blah, 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 blah. You didn't even buy my picks and all this. And then he hung up. That's that. I hope he doesn't keep And that was the me. last, how that long ago was that? That was uh, two weeks ago. That was two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. And yeah. this, this is a sports better who yeah. sells. He lives sells. here in Las Vegas. I know where he lives. You should just text him his address. <laughs> well, well I, I already know where he lives. Yeah, I, I, he knows. I talked to him about it. I was like, look, man, why'd you, why'd you lie? Why'd you say you bought a $4 million house when you didn't? What? How much was his house? I'm not going to say because that'll no. release oh, public sure, information. Sure, but sure. Uh, he, he did not buy it is the, is the catch. Wow. He didn't even buy it. Thankfully, I, I'm at the point now I had a mortgage a loan originator in town reached out to me. He's like, he helped me kind of behind the scenes. So we know. See, it's so awesome because you're in a position where like y- you own two properties and Correct. you rent out the properties and you make good money house hacking these. You're profiting a lot. And it seems like like you're pretty stable financially. So you're at a place where you'll be able to take these these sort of risks to to do what you want and make the exact type of content that you want because you're comfortable enough to be able to to, to do all of that. Yeah, which... exactly. I'm at, this is the tr- turning point today is the turning point. This is a big moment for me because over the past couple of years, I've had a lot of struggles financially. It's also Graham. You were someone that I followed for years. Like there was, mm. I, I spent five years trying to grow on YouTube. I really wanted to, I, I just wasn't good at it. Yeah. If you look at my old video, they're not good and I couldn't grow, but I always looked at you and I was like, okay, if Graham can do it, if the upside is what he's making, this is worth it. There's a concept by Nassim Taleb called uh, asymmetric outcomes. And what you look at is, if you look at five years of, of YouTube, let's just use numbers, say it's a minus 100 loss every year from energy, time, and a little bit of money, minus 100. Well, if the upside is an income of 50,000 a month or a year or whatever, mm-hmm. it's worth it. And so that's what I always viewed. If, if you're the upside, mm-hmm. every amount, of, if it takes me eight years, I'm going to do it. If it takes me 10 years, I'm going to do it because if that's the upside, it's worth it. The mm-hmm. outcome is worth the amount, whatever the amount of time is. And so today getting on this podcast was indicative of an end to the previous phase where I lost all my money flipping houses. I had the current house I come in at $120,000 renovations. I mean, it was wild. I had, so listen to this real quick. I lost all my money flipping houses in Cincinnati, two properties, lost about 90,000 between the two. I got to a point, I had to sell my car, was riding the bus four hours to Mm -hmm. and from work every day. Like making, as I was growing on YouTube, I was riding the bus two hours every night Mm -hmm. just to get home. And, uh, and then, so I get out and then I start to rehab my current house. Like I want to make it a little nicer before I officially bought it. Well, we get into the rehab and there's a sewage problem underneath the house. Do you know what that means? Bring Poop. in the jackhammer, baby. Yeah. So some of these videos that have done really well, I was doing that. I had to wait until the jackhammer completed in my, I've got videos. I'll show you after oh, this. Yeah. I, there was a jackhammer in my house for two weeks 
and I had to wait until the no I have people living in my house, working in my house, working from home with a jackhammer. So it was a $31,000 expense. I had concrete around. It ended up being about $110,000 rehab. Wow. And so I went through with that and that I was spending money I didn't have. Like I was putting all in credit cards. And then as YouTube money came in, I paid it off. And now, right when I got to the point of being even, meaning all my debts paid from previous renovations, I get sued. So it's like... Yeah. I, there's oh been so many setbacks, God. man. But like, I'm yeah. I'm so optimistic. Like, I'm probably one of the most optimistic people you meet. All I do is look forward. There's no yeah. looking back. Look are forward. You, are you worried about flying a little too close to the sun? No, not at all. Really? I'm I, I'm arrogant in this way. I will always find an answer. Always. I always have, and I always will. Is it worth it? Yeah, of course. It is. Okay. I'm, I'm in the high growth. Well. Yeah, I, I'm in the high growth stage now. Like, I'm I'm I don't need much in life. I just bought a Tesla. I have a, a roof over my head. I'm super simple with food. Like, I'm not a foodie. I don't need jewelry. There's, mm -hmm. there's nothing I need. Yeah. What I want is opportunity. And I have that right now. Right now, I'm experiencing hypergrowth. I'm sh sure you remember that stage with the podcast. You guys are killing it. Like, that growth is, there's no high that can match that. There's no drug that can match that high when you start growing, well, at least for us yeah. on YouTube. And so, uh, I, yeah. I'm in a great, great spot right now where I have the opportunity to reach the goals that I set out for myself. And yeah. to me, that's all that I want. Is it worth potentially risking that? Let's say there's a 5% chance, 1 in 20 chance that uh, you talk about the wrong person, you get a big lawsuit, and they just drill it out. in. Sure. And you, and you lose all of that growth. You get the stress on top of that. Uh, everything you've worked for in that, that hyper-growth phase is, is risked. It can that. happen, man. It can happen anytime. Anything can happen in life. After you, there's a, a quote in Fight Club, it's only after you've lost everything that you're free to do anything. And yeah. I was down to, dude, I couldn't buy. I had sh ripped shoes that I was walking on when it rained. That sucked. I was riding the bus four hours to, I'm researching videos on YouTube and I got like a crackhead behind me. Yeah. I, dude, there's, there's not much lower than that. I, I could barely afford food. So I was like strategically spending money. I would pay my minimum on the credit card and then that would allow me to buy food, right? Because you pay the minimum, now you have like $100 remaining. Well, that's my food budget for the next however much so like once you go through that man you can you're free to do anything i'm i'm happy i'm good i've got a car dude go go two years without a car in las vegas you'll appreciate yeah. the car yeah you so told me you're riding the bus everywhere in fact everywhere. you were almost going to ride a bus here yeah my fortunately tesla. the tesla came in time <laughs> <laughs> i was almost gonna have to i was like looking at the looking at the route hey jack can you pick me up <laughs> yeah wow yeah. what'd you get what awesome, tesla do you get model 3 2021 so i was gonna oh. use it for turo Wow. So you're, you're hacking everything, basically. So yeah. you want to do the Tesla and Toro. How much do you expect to make from that? I'm thinking gross, maybe two, 2,500 a month, minus 1,000 for payment and insurance. So let's call it yeah. maybe 1,000. There's going to be some problems okay. here and there. And look, I, I might do it for a month and realize YouTube is where the energy needs to be at. I'm making 22, 23,000 a month on YouTube. YouTube to make is really, a, yeah. Yeah, to, it, that's the moneymaker. This is more like content. And I'm a man of my word. I said with Lucky, the video we did two months ago, I said I was going to do it. And so I got to do it now. I said it on video. You may as well try it for a month. Worst case, yeah. you can make a video actually, there's on it. Yeah. A, there's an interesting conversation. So you brought yeah. up the risk. So here's what I do. Yeah. I'm actually uh, an interesting investor. So I go for super high risk. Like I love super high risk investments. I think it makes life fun. But on the underside of that, I have stability. And what's my stability? House hacking. This is why I'm so big into house hacking. So I just bought my second house. It's in the beautiful southwest part of Las Vegas. Beautiful zip code. Super awesome house. Half a million dollars. And I'm now at 8,600 a month gross from two houses. And I want to buy two a year. So it's not going to take a month yeah. gross between two houses. Two houses. That's, that's incredible. It. Yeah. So I do what's called house hacking. You're familiar. You buy a house, rent by the room. So I go the extreme. So I have one house that's seven bed, five baths, and then a second house that I'm converting into a six four. It's a five four currently. So I'll have 12 tenants. 
so you between the two and you live in which yeah, house? I'll just yeah. keep I'll, I'll keep house hacking. So I'll I'll, I'll move buy into my primary. yeah buy it as a primary owner occupied rent each out year, bedrooms. Each year I can buy, yep, each year I can buy one right because I'm putting five percent down, and then as YouTube grows, I'll be able to buy an investment property twenty percent down in tandem with the owner occupied. What about the leverage? I don't worry. You you want to know what it would take for me to for that business to crumble? Vegas would have to shut a down. Lawsuit. Like, right. Well, not for that. That's totally separate. These are LLCs, separated. Lake Mead would have to dry yeah. up. I'm also but not again, too concerned. But, uh, the, the, I don't the know. Biggest, yeah. The biggest defense against lawsuits is being guilty. I'm not guilty. I'm totally innocent of all uh, charges. I don't. Her. Unfortunately, I don't think. See, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to get too much in the lawsuit. Sure, but I here's disagree. The thing. I disagree. I, you also lawsuits are not guilty. I, I think I a lot of lawsuits are whoever has more money. True, but here's the thing, man. Life is life. I I'm, I don't know how long I'm gonna be here. I just live. I do the best I can today. And you and, live on live with the results, right? Yeah, I know. I just, I don't want to see anything happen. That's all. That's all yeah. I'm saying is, is like you've you've worked so hard. You, you got these properties. Everything's going so well. I'm just saying maybe. But he is diversified across like house hacking. He's got yeah. his YouTube channel. You have your license. Even, like, even with an LLC, it's it's easy for not easy, but a lawyer could always claim that you know you could pierce the corporate veil as they call it. And those LLCs are. Did it's you only almost, a did you almost lose your YouTube channel? What's up? You almost lost your YouTube channel, didn't you? Uh, oh, right. with the, the anyway, yeah, my, my, but, my, my point, but that my was point is, man, yeah. I mean, happens. that was that was I was I was ninety nine point nine 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 percent that nothing yeah, was going to happen, sure. and it sure. didn't. My point after yeah. I lost all the money, I yeah. these big plans. I'm going to be a big YouTuber. I'm going to make so much money in real estate and all this. And then when life throws you a curveball, you realize, man, there's a lot outside of your control. This is actually a question for you guys. Yeah, how much do you think luck and timing plays into your financial success? Um. So I'm mixed on that because on the one hand, you could look objectively and be like, well, he started investing in 2010 in LA. and yeah, in LA and everything through. and everything has gone up in price since then. Uh, I've only really ever invested through a bull market. I remember the market collapsing in 2008 and nine. Didn't really have anything to lose. I was just starting my career. Uh, so in, in that sense, absolutely. That was that was luck. But the but the other thing that I look at is that like, you know, how much of that was luck versus how much of that was seeing an opportunity and recognizing that. And so risk. there's risk involved. You're putting right. money into something but, in hopes that it returns. Yeah. And, and here's the thing too. It's, I remember in 2010 when I was interested in buying real estate, how many people said it's going to get worse. Now is a really bad time. The market just collapsed. It's not getting any better. There's so many foreclosures coming in the market. There's shadow inventory that was coming up that it's going to crash it even further. It's still going down. You should wait for it to recover. Uh, and, and I remember when I was submitting offers, I mean, like every house was a short sale. There's not, it was rare to see a normal house on the market for sale, rare. And uh, for me, it was like, it just... I saw the opportunity. It made sense. I was like, even if it does go down, I'm buying this house for a fraction of what it costs to build it. Like this, this is a $200,000 house to build and it's selling for 70K. There's no way that's sustainable. So for me, it made sense to buy. And uh, the timing is an interesting element though. So if you look at life, like some people, they get married, have their kids, they're financially ready to buy yeah. uh, f- fall of 2007. Right, it's just the way their life works out. They were born in a certain year. Their their job led to a certain yeah. income and down payment at a certain time. They don't know any better, so they buy at that time. Versus someone who whose timing, that same person, that timing, they were ready to buy in two thousand. Okay, we're going to buy a house. This is on the market. We'll buy this one because we like this. Yeah. Right. That's the crazy. Thing. I'm not. I'm yeah. not criticizing you or anything. It's yeah, just, I, know, I know. Luck and timing is a very yeah. interesting. I've gotten bailed out by a good market too. I got fortunate that oh. I was able to sell my houses that yeah. I lost a lot of money on. Yeah, I mean and YouTube. How about, but, how about YouTube? Like I'm super lucky. 
in that I kind of joined this CoffeeZilla and I, he was a little ahead of me. We joined this kind of movement that didn't really exist and it's blown up. Yeah, but here's That's the luck. thing. I think in a sense you do create your own luck because I remember when I started YouTube 2000, late 2016, December, I was too late. I cannot tell you how many, how many uh, thoughts that I had. It's like it's all, everything has already been done. I am too late to this. Uh, YouTube is a huge uh, but I did it anyway. And now looking back, it's like, oh, yeah, well, in hindsight, yeah, that was the perfect time to do it. So I don't know. I believe there is, uh, there is a sense of what's outside of your control that is just pure luck. But I also believe there's a sense that you create your own opportunities. You create your own luck. Had I not posted on YouTube because, uh, you know, it was too late. I bet people are looking at the same things now and believing it's too late to do this or it's too late to do that. Where five years from now, I'll be like, oh, I was so lucky I started right now. So I believe, yes, there, there's, there's some of it that's outside of your control. But I, I believe th- there's no, there's no uh, benefit to looking at luck because that's outside of your control. So that's I fair. just think it's like, what's the point of focusing on luck or no luck? You don't control that. Focus on what you can control, fair. the timing of it. I so, agree. It is kind of a moot point to think just about luck and, and where you place on that. And, but also, I do agree that there there is a spectrum between between luck and timing and and you know your actions and stuff like that because yeah. look not to throw out an example mm-hmm. okay i'm very 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 fortunate to be in the position that i'm in right. but finally as i'm 22 and as i have enough money to afford a home we have seen the craziest run up outside of you know a, a pandemic and and the supply chain issues and stuff like that like one of the craziest run ups in real estate and now i'm looking at homes and the first home that i'm going to buy it's like it's it's probably going to be like in the 500,000, you know, right around that range. But I asked Graham yesterday, I was like, how much was the first home you bought? And he's all 56. And I was like, 50, $59,000. Oh, 59. I'm like, 59 what? He's like, $59,000. And I'm thinking to myself, like, that's the down payment. Like, yeah. to be able to afford a home, you know, that's $59,000 versus $590,000. Well, you know what? Like, in fairness, I think we are putting down about the same amount of money. I paid for that home, home in cash. I was all in 72. How I would much have are you to putting down 20%. So five hundred. Oh, so you're so putting like down a little bit twice. Putting down a little more. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Okay. But also, like, sure. but he's yeah. buying in Vegas, which is a way better market than California. Mm. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's so, true, yeah. but but then again, it's like I look at that, and then I also think like, look, how lucky was I that Graham got back to my first email, and then I got to start working with him. You know what I mean? Like, was that luck, or was that my action, me going out of the way to email someone that I admire? And yeah, like, I, and know? that's the thing too. A lot of people could look at Jack. Oh, Jack's just lucky. He's just working with Graham. But yeah, Jack sent me like eight emails. One of these days, Jack, we're going to go through those emails. No, we can't. I, 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 oh my God, for a podcast. No, exclusive. no, 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 no. no. Yes. They're embarrassing. No, I please. Think, no, no, I, please. I, I, I honestly think I, if, if we do it, we should actually do it on like the second channel where it's, where it's actually going to get like, we may as well make it worth our while. By the way, I prefer using the word fortunate, I think yeah. is a better word because luck does have some negative connotation where it's sure, like you yeah. only made your yeah. success because but you of know luck, what? But, but it's just but good people fortunate. people like the word luck. People, they, it's, yeah. it's a nuanced conversation yeah. that I find interesting. Yeah, so a guy's had so the intensity I, yeah. of success you've had. Yeah. You have to attribute some to just good fortune and, and, and just... Well, yeah, if you did, if you did grow up but, and and you finally yeah. had money, you know you're you're 20 years old. You've been working for a couple of years. You made your own luck with the real estate agent. You, I mean, you did that. You be- yeah executed it beautifully, yeah. right? Which but is a grind, exactly. But at the same time, when you finally have money and the, the you know the market's basically at its bottom, and you're buying real estate, <laughs> and then you become a millionaire through equity and appreciation yeah. due to timing, and then you make a yeah. video how I became you know a real what? estate millionaire. It's like it is a it is a combination of both luck and action Here's, because you also decided to make YouTube and you decided yeah. to get started in real estate. Yeah, but it just here's so what I'll say. Um, here's where I do feel like I've, I've gotten lucky. Uh, and I'll be, I'll be honest with this. I think that 
being born into the family I was born into in L.A., getting to see other people who had absurd amount of wealth in Los Angeles, not having that and looking like, wow, all of these people have this. What, what, it is, what is it about these people where they could live in Beverly Hills and a $10 million and just seeing it and wondering and that gets my mind going. Like, why do some people have this Ferrari? I remember like, you know, seeing these cars like, so people they, are they doing the it. They're they got doing it. Uh, having, yeah, they got Bitcoin. Um, Dogecoin. <laughs> uh, but then having two parents who were uh, very supportive, who are not abusive and, um, you know, it's, and uh, are they, they still together? No. Oh, no, so, no. It's, it's pretty wild. My parents are still yeah. together. It's like weird that I see that as a huge advantage in life. Like one of the biggest no, well, I don't think so. Very to me, good they they he- divorced healthy, healthy household. Yeah, yeah. Healthy Otherwise, I'll say, yeah, they divorced when I was five, oh, and wow. I don't remember much before that. But I just remember five. My dad got an apartment, um, and I, like listen, being five, I didn't understand what was going on, but I liked it because I had like mom's house where mom was kind of strict and wouldn't let me watch south park she wouldn't, and then <laughs> she wouldn't dad's let me eat house, peanut butter out of the jar <laughs> and then dad's house was like, like i could eat food on the couch while watching like adult uh, swim and like naughty mm, cartoons whoa. so yeah naughty cartoons not like those man. not like those but like south park um gosh what was the other one there was uh tv fun house on comedy central like the comedy central sure, shows yeah, yeah. yeah that um, corolla and yeah jimmy kimmel the man show i love so I'd watch those. I go to my mom's or like Jerry Springer. I could watch that at my dad's house, but I go to my mom's like, nope, no, 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 Nick Jr. Yeah. Um, so, but, but no, honestly, having, but having, mom doesn't have, or yeah, dad doesn't have the parental controls. Yeah, I know. Oh, oh, you know what? My mom hated this too. And here's, here's the other reason why I, I kind of liked going back and forth was because my dad would allow me to play uh, Nintendo 64 GoldenEye. And my mom was very against any sort of violent video games. Right. So I couldn't play that there, but I could go to my dad's house and play Conker's Bad Fur Day. Um, but no, but but having two parents that were really supportive, that never ridiculed me, that if I had an idea, they would always entertain it. They were so encouraging of me. Like I remember, I wanted to uh, get a reef aquarium, and uh, I think it was either a birthday uh, that my dad got me a small reef tank, and it just lit the fire underneath me. And then like my mom would drive me after school. So you're gonna like, own the Las Vegas Zoo one day. I would the, love the, the to. One, yeah. the Las Vegas Aquarium. I would love to. But but <laughs> but seriously. But but then I think that like that that's luck. I had no control sure. over that whatsoever. Uh, but I, I'm thinking too, like what would have happened had I been born into another family where where both parents were uh, like uh, abusing drugs or or. Uh, we're talking down to me all the time. We're getting in that's arguments. That's different. Yeah, thing. that's a whole and like, how would thing. that mess with my my confidence? Because I think too, it's like I've always been confident that like if I do something, I'm going to be good at it. If if I if as long as I give it a hundred percent, as long as I take it seriously, it's going to do well. And I've never had a doubt that I can't do something. But that was, I think, because of my upbringing. Yep, Versus yep. like, imagine if I did something that's like I suck, and just going into life thinking. I'm a or failure, you had a little yeah. success and your parents like suppressed yeah it yeah one, oh you're going to job you, what, you, you, yeah one thing I'm very fortunate with is my career in sports took me all across the country so I've lived in like ten different places I've lived in Georgia I lived in Florida Texas Alabama Oakland California and so I've seen the whole spectrum of people I've seen I've been around wealth I've been around very poor I've been on the bus with people struggling from mental health I've seen the whole spectrum mm-hmm. of humanity and I feel like that has played well into my content where I, I feel like I under, I'm not puff it myself i feel like i understand humans pretty well yeah and and the, and the culture and everything i want to actually talk about that you just said your, your career in sports but i do b- briefly want to mention like it's like for you graham i feel like if you 
with the luck considered with everything, mm-hmm. if you didn't have that luck, I still think that you would be like disproportionately successful just based off of your characteristic. But I think like, what if you removed, uh, you know, like his, his character, like his ability to be like relentlessly into one thing or something like that. If you remove that, would he still be disproportionately successful? I don't think so. That's a great if he point. Was, if he was as lucky, but he didn't have that character. Or here's another thing to consider. We see so many people that they have like a string of luck and they, they you know, they make all of this money and they have access to all of this, like this working capital. They have access to, you know, funds, all of this stuff, but they don't capitalize off of it. You know, like they have one string of luck and then they're just content and they sit there. But Graham also didn't do that with real estate. He was successful in real estate, but it didn't matter. You know, like he utilized that to be successful on YouTube. So I do think it obviously it is a spectrum between the two. But for Graham himself, I think it was more his actions. Definitely. But to get back to house hacking, because that's I know we want to talk about the uh, the strategy right now is so valuable in Las Vegas. I can't tell you how many people need this renting an affordable room in a safe house. Nice house. I furnish my rooms. I include utilities in the total cost. So in my new house, I get 950 for the master, 750 for all the other rooms that share a bathroom. Are you worried sharing rooms with strangers? You want a story? Yeah, I do. <laughs> My buddy Mache uh, messaged me the other night. Uh, he rents by the room as well. He's had a really good string of, of good luck in, in that he is very good with uh, finding the right people, getting good people in his house, background checks, credit checks. You can do the whole nine yards, right? He messaged me the other night about midnight. Bro, 10 cops are at my house. Whoa, what's going on? Dude, six are undercover. I don't know what's going on. Hey, man, are, are they there? Is this a sanity check? Is this a mental health check on one of your tenants? Like, what's going on? I don't know, man. I go to sleep. I wake up like 10 messages. Bro, you have no idea. He sent a Las Vegas review journal of a suspect for armed robberies. Bro, this is one of my roommates. They got him in custody. What do I do? There's the, there's the downside of it. Wow. Now, granted, this is, all, to be fair, all real estate, you're going to be dealing with people. People have problems and issues. That's Every nice. now and then at a certain unit point, even if you do the apartment building thing, you're going to have people that are... Yeah. Not great for whatever reason. But yeah, he was freaking out. What's crazy is I actually went up and hung out with him at that dude's house. And when I didn't have a car, this guy actually gave me a ride somewhere. Super nice guy. He actually kind of looks similar to you. Like, you know, nice looking young guy. He oh, drove nice. Uber. He looks drove- just like you, Jack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, come to find out. Huh? What have you been doing on the weekends? Uh, but anyway, so the downside is that I've had a tenant pass away in my house. Oh. I've had uh, I had a former UFC Natural heavyweight. Or, yeah. I had a former UFC heavyweight fighter. I had him yell in my face one night. That was That's fun. 63225, pretty big guy. Um, so there's there's there are downsides to this. This is certainly not for everyone. But uh, when you learn to manage it, you can you can reduce the amount of headaches and stress. I got to tell you I would never be able to do that ever. What's funny is you house yeah. hack right now, don't you? You got roommates. What up? Not, yeah, but like... <laughs> you have one. So you want to yeah, know funny logic? Yeah, yeah. By the way, I've, yeah. I've been told this even in, my, yeah, in my, jo- my old job. Oh my God, you have roommates? Wow. Why do you have roommates? You should live a little. You should live... In life, you have the first 18 years, you're generally living with roommates, right? Family. After that, a lot of people will go to college. You're forced to live with roommates. You have an apartment. You live with roommates and friends and all that. Mm-hmm. And then you, there's a, a, little, a little segment of life where you live alone. You can afford it. You've got the job. Before, a lot of people get married or have a serious relationship and then live with someone for the rest of their life. Theoretically, you house hack basically your whole life, meaning you have roommates. What I do is I just get roommates that pay me. I haven't paid a mortgage or rent since September, August of 2016. It's weird to me, like, thinking about rent. It's been so long. Like, the idea of paying to live somewhere. Mm. I've, I've profited for the past five years. That's smart. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, yeah. To answer your question, yeah, the one guy, uh, the poor guy passed away in a mental health, or mental health, excuse me, a health facility. He, he was not in the house. So he, was, oh. he was a tenant. He was a tenant, though. Wow. That's tough. I had, yeah. I had one guy. By the way, this is my first property is in a not nice area. So 
for some people looking to do this, you can look at numbers and you can uh, you can buy a property specifically for numbers, which is what I did. Would not recommend it. Thankfully, I'm at an income point now where I can afford to live in nicer. You get a, a nicer tenant class, a little bit better on the on the quality of tenant scale, right? Sure. Um, a little bit better jobs, better employment. But you never know, man. Things can happen. I've never had fights. Yeah. That's something I never had to deal with. Are you are you concerned about because uh, right now I think it's a numbers game. Yeah. And you get enough tenants, enough buildings. Eventually, you're going to get disputes where like one tenant doesn't like another tenant or. I, yeah, hey, man, your... I've dealt with it all. I've got a camera in one of my houses. Yeah, I've yeah. got people, oh, so-and-so's eating, eating my food out of the fridge. I was hanging out with my buddy Taylor the other day. He rents by the room. He does the extreme. He has like eight people in a house. And one guy's like, hey, man, Joe just punched me. <laughs> Kick him out of the house. He's like, really? When did it happen? We look on his phone, on his security camera, and it's like the action happening. You can see it, you can on, see the it on the camera. camera. <laughs> and then 30 minutes later, he's like, hey, man, we're cool. We, we brushed it off. Don't worry about it. I'm gonna have to see that footage after. Yeah, so this that, this stuff happens. Wow, it's That's funny. Nuts. So this, but but my comeback to all this is, what's an easy way to make money? Have you figured it out? Have you ever figured out an easy way to make money? I'm talking about an easy way to make to make good money. money. Yeah, an easy way. Like there's no easy way. Like you're either gonna have to hustle on YouTube for years, or you're gonna have to work work a job. Like at some point, you're gonna have to put in work to make money. And the downsides of this is every now and then you're gonna have some type of dispute, some yeah. type of spat. Um, Someone went into someone's room. I had one. Uh, so and so stole my watch. And I'm like, I mean, how do you how do you but, manage that? Yeah, here's the thing, though. I think your time is starting to be more valuable. Agreed. Better spent elsewhere. So, like, Agreed. how long do you think you'll continue doing this for until you realize it's like, even if one thing stresses you out a day, just one little thing, is that worth potentially sacrificing that thought process or that that mental capacity for the rest of the day? It's a great conversation. Number one, my new house, I don't even like remember I own it because my roommates don't even text me or anything. Yeah. They're so easygoing. So I do think when you swing into the kind of the upper scale of housing, better tenant class, it's easier. I'm, I'm telling you the extreme stories. I've been doing this for a long time. Most of the time, probably 99.99% is nothing. You just wake up and go to sleep like a normal day. I'd shoot my YouTube videos. Nothing happens. But every now and then something happens. And I actually gave Jack here a checklist. There's a lot of problems that I've de- been dealt with and you can solve them beforehand. I want to see the rules. So you yeah. came in and you said you, you want to see them right here. Yeah, you, yeah. You, oh, yeah. you said you had house rules. Oh, I, have, I give it to everyone. So these are are these there. strict house rules or are they? I make it very clear that when you move in, you will follow these rules. All right. Yeah. Uh, it's and a these are all, all these rules. Wow. You wrote them down because of some event that occurred. Pretty that much. Most of them. You, yeah. So they usually have a story. Each yeah, rule. Most of them do. Go by number number one here. If you like to play music, noise levels must be at a reasonable level. I've found, I've found, yeah, Yeah. most of these are fair, by the way. They're not like too sexy. But what I found is quiet is best for everyone. Some everyone lives differently. Some people totally cool with noise. Others, like myself, has to be silent. Here we go. So I like this. A reasonable level is defined as barely being audible outside of your room with the door closed. Fair. In the event that one roommate needs the noise to be turned off, other roommates must comply with their wishes. That's fair. I like yeah, that. Very but much so. don't you think that could be a beaut? Let's say the two roommates get in a spat. And they're like, well, you know what? I want your music off. I'm the dictator. My rules go. So you should uh, you I should, don't deal I with this, clarify. by the way. There's not okay. many noise. I make it very yeah. clear when people... So here's the thing for you if you want to do this. Um, you'll see on uh, on the checklist at the end, you set a culture within a house hack. This is very important. It's kind of like a company. So before people move in, I make it very clear. I say, it's not gonna hurt my feelings if you don't wanna move in. But if you move in, this, I'm making it very clear. Here's the rules that you follow. Number one, it is quiet at all times. This is inexcusable. Quiet at all times. You will be clean. I hire a maid service. But these are the uh, rules that you will follow no matter what. And it's very clear. And when they move in, the culture is already established. 
That's so smart. Yeah. So you, you, um, really my buddy Taylor, that I told you about the punch. Yeah. He said what he didn't do well with that property is it was kind of a party house. He was living in it at the time, and and the the, the people that move in kind of join the culture, right? If, if yep. it's a party house and you're here, we we got every Friday night we got dinner and drinks and all this stuff going on. Well, when people move in, they're going to be a part of that and they're going to join. Or if you want it, students only, super quiet. Everyone works from home, super quiet. When the next person moves in, they'll abide by the rules. What I found. The rental demand right now is so high. I could buy two more properties tomorrow and have them booked with great tenants. It is so high right now because I furnish and I include utilities and I never raise rent. So when you move in, it's super easy for a lot of people. There's a transient town. So this might only really work in Vegas, this model, what I'm doing, because I've got a lot of people moving to town. They need a furnished place, all in $750 a month, really nice three-story $500,000 house and kind of an upper scale neighborhood, you can't beat that. You know you know where I think you would make a lot of money more than YouTube is uh, replicating that business model and just starting your own management company. I've talked about that with my buddy Macha and Taylor yeah. who do this. And if we get to a certain point, we'll hire full time. And then that's where the criticism of when, when will this be too much will hopefully be solved by that full time. I'm telling you, man, if you just take 10% or 12%, 15% and you say, we will take your five bedroom house. You want the numbers, by the way, on my new house? I know you like numbers. Yeah, sure. Just so you can uh, get an idea. I just maybe I, I do want to I do want to say like like yeah. with the clips exclusive sh- maybe we shouldn't use this as a clips exclusive if it's really good content because the, the most important thing is the podcast we'll just see how this is fair enough yeah we'll go through this then you show me the numbers. you tell me okay yeah. yeah you are not allowed to enter another roommate's room without prior consent one issue I have never dealt with I yeah. punching people and going into people's rooms there's some like respect that people have they, I've never seen someone going in another person's room yeah. I, I wouldn't, mm-hmm. uh, unless it's to take Jack's Rolex. <laughs> we need the <laughs> or if Jack, <laughs> Jack, Jack bringing home those those yeah. dates. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Hey, what's Jack? What are you doing in there? You're, right. you're waking up a little later on Saturday. Cool. All right. Quiet time is between 10 p.m. and 8 a.m. Do people like, people run the blender at midnight and you're like, come on, guys, what are you doing? It seems like elementary school. It does. This, this is yeah. babysitting. Yeah. Time. Yeah. This is babysitting. Quiet time. Yeah. This is babysitting. I I have I had kids before. This is, these are all teenagers. I have uh, a problem with this one, okay? Okay. I'm, be real. Laundry is not allowed after 11 p.m. Off-peak electrical hours, man. Please Come plan on. accordingly. Here's why. Yeah. So I have a converted garage in my uh, oh. current house hack, and so the, the laundry's right there, and it's super Got loud. It. I couldn't sleep. Run the garbage disposal and anything but water is sent down the drain. That's good. I agree. I've seen someone put break. down oil and grease, and I'm sitting there like, oh, my God, I just dealt with a $30,000 sewage problem. Please not put grease down the, yeah. down the drain. Wow, yeah, no oil or grease to be sent down the drain. Wow, please pour in the trash can. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the cost of paper towel is significantly less than the cost of replacing the draining system. Yeah. (laughs) You'll like that. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Uh, Please do your best to take out the trash whenever the trash has reached the ceiling of the trash can. I put a recycling bin next to the trash can for the recycle. Jack, we should we should get in the habit of that, man. Jack and Alex, looking at you guys. I take out the trash all the time. I took out the trash. Do you have someone here that, that keeps filling it up over and that never takes it out? All of us do. I, mean, I don't yeah, even don't use do. your trash can. Well, there you do. <laughs> All right, please do not leave anything in the kitchen sink. Jack and I. As Dude, one of my I provide plenty I of materials to dry your utensils. A quick soap and rinse is clean enough. Okay, I like that. If you have anything in the kitchen that uh, you would like no one else to use, please notify every roommate that said item is off limits. Yeah. I had, I had someone with like a very special coffee. Yeah, coffee uh, mug. What do you call yeah. it? Mug, and it was uh, it was special to him, and so just make it clear. That's good. I like this. Did that? Uh, did that special mug happen to be uh, one of the limited edition signed mugs now for sale at BinkGirlCoffee.com? 
Am I supposed to answer? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do I? You, you want me to plug it? No, no. no, no I, I was just saying say, it's supposed to no, be three years ago now. Uh, this was three years ago. But if it happened today, I know where to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> That's Please be mindful of the noise levels if you happen to bring over guests at night. Jack, the noise rules still apply when guests are over. Jack. You know, so, uh, with, with, the, with the house with thin walls, you know, you got a relationship. You know, there's some noises at some, night. I heard some wild noises coming the other night. Jack, that a boy. From where? From your room. From my room. Yes. When? I went in. This was last week. I went into the office. And I heard like a grunting sound. <laughs> Don't spread this. That is not true. I'm not even allowed I'm to kidding. have friends I'm over. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. not allowed to have people over. <laughs> I had to get you. I'm kidding. That's a joke. That's the last rule you get to read. <laughs> Graham's, uh, Graham's only rule is <laughs> no randoms. Yeah, that's one of my only. I, All right, right. no random people. Oh, so you house. want a story? I had I had one guy who um, was up in the master, and he he had a buddy coming in. He had like a cousin come in for a, yeah. for a day or two, no problem, right? Stay for a day or two. Well, after three or four days, like, hey, how long is he staying? Oh, his flight, something, something. He's gonna stay another couple days. Well, then there was an issue with the MMA fighter, the heavyweight in the garage. I'm sitting at work. I'm I'm working at like yeah. a nice tech company, software development, right? And I'm getting texts from this guy and that guy. Yo, this so and so, the heavyweight's coming up to my room and trying to fight my brother and the, the brother's saying he's like this is my house and he doesn't live here in in the, the heavyweight is obviously no, a very confrontational yeah. guy so he's up there banging on the door and he's like come on out and the, I'm, I'm sitting at my at my at my job and i'm freaking out. i'm like what what's going on you know hopefully not a fight yeah ended up subsiding but they they got into a disagreement so that was the thing with Holy the guests yeah. wow yeah uh, keep windows and doors closed at all times during the summer and winter months as the electric bill will be significantly higher if we are blowing air to the outside. Yeah, okay. my buddy Mache, the one who dealt with the, uh, the armed robbery guy, just recently he had some girl that just moved out and uh, another tenant said that she had left her window open all summer. An electric bill was twice wow. what it was last year. That's unfortunate. Okay. Yeah. These are all good rules. Please do not eat others' food unless given consent in the f- in the event that food was mistakenly eaten, please offer to reimburse the roommate for the food. Oh, Graham. I would. I would upcharge that so Graham. high, so much. What? I th- okay, the only time I ate Jack's rake. food, the only time, uh, Jack had watermelon in the fridge, but he had a lot of watermelon, and it was looking so good. You can justify <laughs> it however it. you want. Yeah. There was plenty I for offered, Jack. There's still I some offered for me. To, I offered to reimburse Jack. You did, but, which I thought was so ridiculous. But thank you. I, I appreciate that. You're no, I, I, you didn't need to reimburse me. That was the point. Because yeah. Jack eats so much of my food. All the bars Macy buys, she goes to the grocery store. I don't eat the bars. Who eats the bars? Which bars? Uh, <laughs> this is why yeah, exactly. you install a camera. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This uh, is why you install a wise camera. Yeah. No cigarettes or smoking. We'll bleep that out. Inside any... or No cigarettes or smoking... Inside smoking. Say Sorry. It. You no, just said it no again. No cigarettes or Sorry, smoking. Okay. okay. No cigarettes or smoking uh, of any substance. Green stuff smoking inside under any circumstance. I do not want to see any cigarette butts in the yard. If you smoke, discard the cigarette in the trash properly. Graham. <laughs> Everyone will be like, Alex. <laughs> That's reasonable. Cigarettes make a yard so trashy, man. Yeah. Because yeah, cigarette smokers just haven't. They just seem to flick always it. flick them on yeah. the ground. I, I did actually see someone throw a cigarette outside of their car yesterday. Oh, it happens all the and time on the was, freeway, and you see like the little yep. orange. Yeah, I bounces. hate that. Yeah, I hate that. Please do not leave the house when your clothes are being washed in the washer out of respect for others who may need to do the who may need to do the laundry. If yeah, you, talking about energy, yeah, yeah. that does make. Yeah. I, I hey, so and so, so and so's laundry. Can you tell them to yeah. get it? It's like, come on. 
I'm not if a you, man. If you need to leave the house and your clothes are in the dryer, please provide a laundry basket for others to place your clothes in so I washing included, can continue. I include that in your checklist, by the way. You might want to go get like a small hamper to put by the laundry. Dude, you basically, should sell basically, that, man. Basically, every every I've dealt with like every problem, and the way I operate is you bring me a problem, I find a solution to implement so that it'll never happen again. You could sell these spreadsheets, like these these rules. I mean, that, right, that's great. Yeah. Rules. Uh, take out dry lint after use. This is mandatory. We are risking the house being burnt down if the dry lint is not adequately removed. Fair You'd enough. be You're shocked right. how many people don't remove oh, yeah. Yeah. dry lint. Yeah. I don't. Uh, nothing foreign goes down the toilet. This includes, but is not limited to, uh, condoms, Graham, uh, blunts <laughs> and food. Jack. <laughs> uh, if you order food, please be alert for the food when the delivery has arrived. Fair That's enough. Fair. Lock the door. Lock the back door whenever you return inside. This is mandatory to ensure safety for all roommates. Yeah, that's smart. If there is an urgent need for anything that I have not provided, please text me ASAP and I will reimburse you for the expense. That's good. I always yeah. try to be a great landlord. I mm-hmm. think I'm the best landlord in yeah. Vegas. Like I, my, The goal with house hacking is to always provide the best experience to your tenants. And I try to implement that every day. Yeah. If you're having any issue related to the house or between another roommate and don't feel like you can settle it yourself, please let me know by tech asap which i think is great asap yeah to squash the beef immediately once it occurs so there's no you should do something like please uh settle it yourselves please settle it yourself. with your fist with a coin toss it's too <laughs> bad it's just you can't just like an arm wrestle what i'm excited about with this next house is i'm gonna now uh, be able to manage the first house hack from afar which is something i haven't had to deal with yet hmm. that'll be interesting to see yeah because if out. it works i'm gonna scale this pretty quickly yeah um, if you damage anything on the property is your responsibility to reimburse me for fixing the damage Fair. Yeah. Let's see oh, your numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see it. You so you it. usually add a unit though. So you buy a house and then you somehow like add a wall or something like that. That's the goal. Uh, I look to maximize the properties as best I can. So my new one, I have, it's a five, four mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll show you pictures, but I'm converting a downstairs living room into a sixth bedroom. It's free cash flow. Whenever you have the ability to do this, you generally have lofts upstairs can be converted. You have potential dining rooms. And then in my case on a three story house, downstairs living room, I'll give you the numbers for the new house. So purchase price of 500, $25,000 down, which was 5%. It appraised for 495. So I needed to come out 5,000, sure. unfortunately, 7,500 closing costs all in about 37,5, 44,000 all in. If you include buying furniture and uh, other various things. So I'm at about 3100 a month gross expenses, 3100 a month, and I'm getting 3950 income. So while living in the property, I'll be cash flowing $850 a month. Got it. My other house, the seven bed, it grosses 4600 40 whatever it's like 4650 yeah. or whatever it comes mm-hmm. out to. And the total expenses with maid service, all utilities and everything is about 2100. Let's call it another $200 a month for various. So 2300, yeah. it'll it'll gross Somewhere around or a net twenty three hundred a month cash flow, so I'll be about three thousand a month net cash flow between the two. So what's the what's it look like in today's market? So you're buying something, let's just say we'll, we'll call it five fifty because mm-hmm. the market's going up. Putting let's just let's just call it fifteen percent down. So you're putting eighty two five plus another let's just say fifteen thousand different expenses closing out. Let's just say a hundred k. Yep, <laughs> hundred thousand five bedrooms. What would you? What would you get per month on that? Well, between five the five, I get I get thirty nine fifty for mine. So if you buy in kind of that, I think there's a sweet spot right now, okay. right in the in the five fifty range. It's the perfect model for house <clears> hacking. <throat> so you'd be somewhere around thirty nine fifty. You could probably get a little more if you pushed it, but I I prefer coming in a little below market. I think people stay longer and they enjoy it more if they feel like they're getting a deal. So I'm just doing some numbers here. So I'll I'll walk you through it. So uh, we're looking about. Yeah, I see. Okay, so it's going to be about $3,100 $3, a month. Correct. 
Okay. That, by the way, that includes high-speed internet, all utilities, and maid service. And I, di- I did no PMI for mine. I did a lender paid up front So PMI. let's just say worst case, 3300 yeah, let's just say. 3300 So you're making $650 a month. Correct. Which is $7,800 a year, so 7.8% return. And it'll be about seven fifty a month for the pay down, principal pay down. Right. right. So you add another nine grand a year for principal pay down. And you also live for free. So there's the opportunity cost, right? So most people live for probably $800 a month if you include all the well, utilities in our apartment. I'm saying for an investor. Like oh, if I were looking to do it, well, then would, it would be even higher. Then it would yeah, be yeah because you would put more down, more down. So it would payment. be this, basically this the same thing if you. So I'm calculating this the same. If you took a management management fee, or let's it. say twelve fifteen percent or whatever it is, you'd be looking at a total return of sixteen point eight a year on a hundred thousand with equity pay down or cash flow. You'd be looking at like eight percent with a management fee. Yeah. I think those That's, numbers are a little high. By the way, yeah. if you put down twenty percent, you should be in the twenty three hundred ballpark. I think there's another 300 or so a month that you uh, you're you're adding in that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, property. you're right. You're right. Right. Uh, yeah, I put loan amount of 550 instead of the purchase price. So loan amount, yeah. So 1971. So you're right. So yeah. So uh, so 78. And keep in mind what I do is with the six bed, I I get I'm going to get six beds month. for mine. I'll be at 4700 a month in income when I move out of my my new house, mm-hmm. right? So so take the expenses was well, let's call it 3000 for everything, right? So you'll be at 1700 a month cash flow for one property yeah right so yeah yeah. so this this comes out 775 a month with a management fee if you were to do that with this you can't match the returns and as far as house hacking you cannot match the returns it's the best way to get started in real estate i run a meetup here in town and a lot of beginners come and they just seem so lost because it's so hard to get started now because the barrier to entry is so high man like if you have if you make fifty thousand a year, how are you going to get into real estate if you have ten thousand saved up, good credit score, and everything lines up? How do you get started? How do you go get a hard money loan if they want twenty percent total right, cost? Right. How do you get a hard money loan? Okay, that's hard. Wholesaling incredibly competitive and requires marketing fees. Going to get your license, you could do that. That's a good start. But to me, house hacking is for most people, and it, because a lot of the a lot of the comeback is, oh well, I have a girlfriend or I have a spouse or whatever. You could house hack. You could get a casita. In my current house, you could wall off the downstairs, which would cost about $2,000. So it's a, a tri-level, right? You can go upstairs, down. Yeah. If you go downstairs and wall it off, you could have its own unit downstairs, basically be an unpermitted duplex. Downstairs would have two beds, one bath, and you could even kind of form a kitchenette. So that would combat any type of issues about living with others is you would essentially have your own unit, if that makes sense, right? So you yeah. rent the four rooms upstairs, yeah. you break even. yeah. In LA, that's never something you would do because all it really? takes is one neighbor to complain about an unpermitted addition oh, or really? wall or anything like that. And I then see it becomes, you're a man of uh, following the rules. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> well, here's the thing: if, if there's a fire, it's it's always yeah. for fire compliance. Yep. Of like, that's the where, risk. What are the exit points? What about the person on the second unit? How many exit points do they have? Or the windows? Um, yeah. What was it? I got cited too for something. I put the. I forget what it was. I had the wrong, and I bought a property, but it had the wrong type of, uh, I took the bars off. No, I didn't. No, the bars off the window? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the place <laughs> you like, need that in LA? I'm yeah. picturing like a million dollar property no, with bars on oh, the window. Oh, no, no, no. It was weird to me not to have bars on the window, seriously. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, it was always, yeah, because growing up, uh, we had bars on the window. I, I never knew it was not a, thi- not a thing to have bars on the window. Hmm. It, yeah, what it was like, for? you know what, it was uh, actually, when, when Macy uh, uh, first came over, 
I think she mentioned the bars on the window, and and her thinking was that this is not it's not like a safe area because it had they all every house had bars. So that's in why it. you have them here. It's like brings back memories of home, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but but so anyway, so like for me, it was like growing up, we had bars on the window, but like every what, what house, are the bars for? Uh, to prevent people from getting in the house. So it is for safety. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. So anyway, for the compliance, it was uh, the bar, uh, the 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 bars on the bedrooms had to be one where if you pushed it from the inside, they would swing open in case of a fire so that you're not trapped. The metal bars in one of the master bedrooms when I bought the place did not do that, or it was like it was only like partially opened. I don't know, so I had to fix that. I do have a but, question yeah. for you since that thread's over. What's your relationship with the algorithm, with the analytic, with your YouTube analytics? And I leave we're that like, question open. We're like that. I leave that question open we're to like see that. how you answer. We're I'm like curious. this, yeah. Because I'll answer after you. Yeah. Is that your answer? Are you real close? Extremely close. Because I, I am in a way like not in a good relationship with it because our careers on YouTube are so tied to the numbers and analytics that it can almost become unhealthy where you're sitting there checking the numbers and it becomes all about numbers. And oh, today it's 50. I've looked at some of your numbers on the social blade, right? Mm -hmm. Some months it's like 50% less. I know you feel that. Yeah. But if you look at macro level, I'm doing pretty well in life and you're doing pretty darn well yourself. Should we really care about that much? And I know, I know for you, you you, you take the YouTube series, but anyway, at what point, I'm just curious, at what point do you start making enough money where you just go, I'm putting the video out? If you don't care, it's a hobby. If you have no problem just going and posting what you want, it's a hobby. I love the aspect of a business. To me, I take it so seriously. And it's like, and income it's, has not changed at all. This has been the same behavior for correct. a couple years. Oh my gosh, I, that's that's the only way to get to past a million subscribers is right. to be relentless with the algorithm. You have to treat it like a business, and you have to be meticulous. If a video doesn't do well, you have to find a solution. Just just like you're about finding solutions, you got to right. find a solution to why a video is not performing. Where did you go wrong? And sometimes it's like we pick a, a topic that's too niche. That's my bad. Oh well, I won't do that again. Um, or you post a video that that should have done really well, but then it's like well. What's wrong with the title? What's wrong with the thumbnail? How could I how could I fix this? It, it's that's never going to disappear. I was if, just curious if you have and maybe you aren't able to sense it in yourself, but if if anyone, not just saying you, if you get to a point where you're making a lot of money and you're still like so tied to the algorithm, you have at what to, point yeah. do you detach? And you just have to. Then you stop breathe. caring. Then you stop you, okay, caring. Then then, then it's like you may as well at that point be like, all right, well then I'm retiring or or I'm just not going to care. But then you let the business die. That's what you're yeah. doing. It's like you're you built up a successful company. You're like, oh now I'm just not going to care about it anymore. You have to be so on point with all of it. Um, now now here's you're talking about views declining. Now now here's where it gets me. If 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 mine is an isolated incident, if my channel is going down, while at the same time everyone else is going up, then I know it's an issue with me, and that's something I can control. And then that's something where I got to pinpoint where I'm going wrong. If I see it where every single finance channel is down fifty percent from where they were in the beginning of the year, and it's across the board, I'm not doing anything wrong. That is just the general momentum of the market, and at at, at the end of the day, worth the whims of just. What people want to hear about, what they're clicking on, because uh, I know you're still, are, you're still in the strategy of when I can tell when a video is not performing. I know your numbers. When the video is not performing, that title and thumbnail gets changed. And I'm you just know, curious, yeah. and I would never speak on other people's health, like mental health, and your like relationship with the analytics. But I wonder at what point do you 
have a good enough life where you can detach. And it doesn't sound like it's affecting you negatively. I know for me. I love me, it. Yeah. Okay, good. I think my sense, and tell me if I'm wrong, my sense is you've had enough success where like the money problem solved, you're good in life, you're comfortable, you got good people around you. So this becomes your focus. It's like a game to you. I've always, and but regardless yeah. of money, how much right, income right. you're making, it's like, it's a game. So if you can yeah. beat the game, that's your joy. Is yeah. that correct? The money's never been, never been a goal, believe it or not. And I know it's, uh, it's, it's odd because From it's From the like, outside, it's easy to judge that. Oh, 100%. But I've I've been just the same as I am today as I was when I was making no money on YouTube, right. like absolutely nothing, and I was still taking it just as seriously. I love it, and same thing with with working as a real estate agent. It was the the money was great. I love it, but it was never like I was never like I gotta sell this house so I make the money. I just I had so much fun with it, and just yeah. and and I think the the accumulation of 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 building wealth and investing it that's a byproduct of just I I I love it so much. That uh, like and, and and there is an element where it's like I do feel sometimes it's like, well, if this video like yesterday's video was was something where it's like it it, it was frustrating than anything because I I I'm so happy about this video, but I think just we were using titles that uh, people uh, have gotten used to. We got to find so this is the thing like like uh, the, the program it's like now we got to find a new angle right. because the current titles the stock market just blanked. That format worked three months ago. Mm-hmm. It doesn't Every work anymore. Video. Yeah, every single video, the stock market just flipped, flopped, top one, topped, five. peaked, whatever. Just you could pick any, and we'll look through the dictionary, literally, and we'll pick words that that we think are cool. And really, uh, what was there? There's a few of them in there um, that are just random words. They don't mean anything. There'll be a word that works, like the stock market just, and then a word, and then if it performs successfully, you know, you can't just use that same word, but we use that same format, the stock market just, and then we just type in that word synonym. And then just like go through like an entire list of words, yeah. like what what seems like it will work, what doesn't. You've truly yeah. treated it like like a like yeah. an algorithm. Yeah, and then you could uh, yeah, and then you could apply that to well, if the stock market just flipped. What about real estate? The real estate market. I'm just fascinated market. for from a guy like you who've had so much financial success. You know what? At what point? Because oh, we're, here all, we we're this all different it. too. This by the way, okay, yeah, here this is this is it. The stock market is about to snap. Oh, that was a word that was like it just hit. It, it sounds good. It doesn't mean it. The snap was snap, totally but it ridiculous. just, it just, yeah. it, but it's a good title. Like I liked that title. Thank you so much for coming on, Spencer. It was nice officially meeting you today. Thank you for all of your guidance. I've been DMing you for like I don't even know how many months now. A couple weeks. Yeah, a couple months. It's I think it's, a couple it's months. been over a month talking about real estate in Las Vegas and how to house hack and stuff like that. So thank you all so much for that for that advice and uh, thank you for showing up here. It's yeah. the best place to start if you want thank to get started you. in real estate house hacking, baby. Mm-hmm. Look at the camera that one right there and tell them to destroy the like button you need to destroy that like button right now and subscribe you need to destroy that like button right now and subscribe cool so thank you guys so much for watching thank you so much for coming on also make sure to get your free stock down below in the description just use the code Graham. It's worth all the way up to a thousand dollars in public. Thousand dollars. A thousand dollars. That can start you on your house hacking journey yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah, if you get the thousand dollar one, that, that that's I, pretty I good. I have to manage tenants yeah. for a thousand bucks, and you're exactly. telling me you can just sign you up just for get an app? a free stock. Uh, enjoy that free stock, guys. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having and, me, guys. Uh, until next time. Mm-hmm. That once more, I'd say your last name too. Last name. Oh yeah. yeah.